Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. If you missed it last week, um, Amanda and I, we had a kind of an impromptu chat about quite a few things, actually. Um, <laughs> our guest, we had some unforeseen circumstances, and but she rescheduled for this week, so keep an eye out. We'll have two episodes coming out this week instead of just our usual one. Um, but this week, we uh, our guest is going to be Emma Colbus. Emma, did I say your last name right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I butcher people's names all the time. So, um, but we're going to be discussing with Emma just like how any pointers and ways of making healthy choices. So, welcome, Emma. Hi. Thank you. So glad to be here. If you don't mind, just go ahead and give us and our community a brief introduction, maybe kind of the things that you're doing in the wellness world or just some information about yourself and your background. Sure, I can do that. Um, so again, my name is Emma Colbus and everybody butchers my last name, so it's okay. They spell it wrong, they say it wrong, no worries. <laughs> um, and okay, so I've been working in the mental health and substance use field um, in several different roles, but clinical counseling, um, administration, and now I'm a faculty member at a university teaching substance use counseling. Um, and I, so I've been in the field for about 12 years. Um, I did my internship out of a residential treatment facility and that's kind of where I fell in love with like the idea of substance use counseling and just the whole mystery kind of behind it and how, um, how people just can come from these really dark, awful places to grow into these amazing humans that they always have been, but they just are finally able to show it. And um, so that's kind of where I started. And um, so now, like I said, I work at a university and I'm teaching substance use counseling classes. Um, not all the students that I have want to be substance use counselors, but some of them just addiction has affected them in different ways. So they might just wanna take a couple of classes to get just kind of some information about it. Um, other people minor in it. Some of them, um, some people are actually taking an associate program that we're, we just developed to become substance use counselors. So it's been really cool to kind of see the cycle of my own career path. We talked about that too, like every the path and everything happening for a reason, kind of. Yeah. Like looking back, you never might have thought that you'd be teaching, no. but back in previous roles, you were maybe always a teacher, you know, always kind of empowering people. And now here you are. Well, and my, my bachelor's degree originally is in teaching and I did teach for five years. And I call it my former life before <laughs> I went back for my master's. So I never lost a love of teaching. I just, I guess, changed direction of who and what. So. Okay. Do I need I to say where I'm located? I just yeah. realized I didn't say that. I'm in Ashland, Ohio, which is kind of like about an hour north from Columbus, Ohio, and an hour south of Cleveland, Ohio. So. Yeah, that's helpful to know, too. And actually, I didn't even think about the fact, when you shared it, that some people might just be taking these courses not because they wanted to go into the profession, but mm -hmm. they want to understand substance use because they've been impacted by it. And oh my gosh, how powerful is that? Oh, that's an option like program like that's your you pick a major or you're taking that class because you have to but I'm, that's amazing having students in your class yeah. because they want to learn like okay I want to learn this information how has it you know impacted me and 
Amazing. What university are you at? University are you at? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Ashland University. Okay, that's what I figured. It's a small um, private college, and oh gosh, it's been around for a lot of years. I got my undergraduate from there, and so it's also kind of a weird full circle that I ended up back teaching here. So alumni. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of students who they do take the class maybe as like, well, this is something that I should do. Like some of them are psychology majors, for example, or criminal justice. And so they're like, well, I should take these classes because it'll help me to like be more marketable or to get to know my clientele better. Um, but then there's other people that just, like you said, they just, they've been impacted and they just want to know more about it. And, um, Right now I'm back. I actually have a class on campus, which is nice. I've been doing a lot of online classes because of COVID. And so now I get to like see faces and we get to do face to face interactions. And that's just as like so fulfilling. <laughs> there was I lost it. I was going to say something about substance use and obviously it touches everybody right you can't ignore it at this point mm -hmm. whether you feel yeah. like you're going to go into like you said criminal justice or sociology you know you're going to be impacted whether it's personally professionally someone in your you know a coworker or yeah mm -hmm. a friend or a loved one um so and then also oh that's what i was going to say you have recently i don't know if you're just sharing them but are you involved in the training like putting on continuing education trainings for ashland too or are you just kind of sharing those no, so um, the other part of my job is um, I'm one of the director, directors of the Center for Addictions at Ashland University. Um, there had been somebody previously running it and um, she left for a part-time job so she could be with her family more. And so my um, coworker and I, we are co-directors of the Center. So we work on um, well, there's kind of a couple of goals that we have. One of them is to develop CEUs, continuing education units for um, people to be able to renew their license and, you know, just get to know more information about different subjects. Um, and then the other part of it that we have not quite started yet, but we're like in the process of is collaborating with different mental health and recovery boards. Um, originally, the idea was that we would travel to different parts of Ohio and be able to present to different you know, agencies or, you know, however the mental health and recovery boards wanted to do it. Now it would probably be over, you know, Zoom because of COVID. But um, that's something that we're also working on. We have a grant through the state and that's what's funding us to be able to do this. So all of our CEUs currently that we offer are free. And I mean, who doesn't want free CEUs? <laughs> right. That's like, what? Free donuts? <laughs> yeah, especially if there's ethics tied to it, really. Yeah. Or supervision tied to it. Now is that yeah. just for Ohio? Um, yeah, we were only we're only able to provide for Ohio, but I think people in other states, um, they can probably like post or pre-approval, I imagine. Yeah. Because sure. I can't imagine other states don't have pretty similar standards. Yeah. Um, okay. In regards to what people need for their continuing education unit. So, yeah, so I guess there is actually kind of two things that I'm doing. Because she's like, I don't know. I don't, I, sometimes I don't, I don't think about it as too separate. You know, it's just, it is my job. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't really separate it. Like, and it's still teaching things. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, just in a different capacity. We have um, a really cool um, 
uh, seminar coming up at the end of February and it's on LGB. Oh, do you yep. know what it is? I <laughs> shared okay. it with Kelsey. Yeah. So I'm oh, like, do you remember? Yay. Is it in your calendar? Did you put it there? She's like, yeah. I don't know. I can't find it in my email. Okay. Like you didn't get a confirmation, but it's there. I promise. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm so excited about it. It's um, the LGBTQ plus population and addictions that kind of go with that. And we have two presenters who are amazing and do really fantastic work, work both in addictions and in diversity trainings. Um, so I am really excited for this upcoming, um, this, this upcoming seminar. Me and Amanda always joke and say we're nerds because like we're always like, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. I'm gonna do that. Oh my gosh, yeah. that sounds cool. I'm do that too. <laughs> and, too. And, yeah, I love so running. I'm, so same. So yeah, I want to make sure I talked about that because I've attended one of the trainings already and then I knew there was one coming up. So I want to make sure we talked about that. And I should say that even people that don't have licenses, just like, you know, lay people attend that class, lay mm -hmm. people could probably attend these courses too and learn more about that. So important yeah, to there's, know. There's some they probably would be more interested in attending than others. Like this one, they probably would be. We do actually have another just one hour CEU on motivational interviewing um, next week. And um so that one, you know, maybe not like just any old person would want to necessarily come to it, but they could. So listen, I motivational interviewing with a partner, with yeah. your kids, right. with your family, people right. don't realize, so, obviously you're not going to apply it clinically, but just having different words yeah. to use, you know, yeah. communication, effective communication. Communication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad no, you right. shared that because now I'm gonna have to go online and sign up for that one and share it. Yeah, I think there's still some space on there. So it's uh, February 16th. So okay, awesome. I guess that's not next week. It's the week after, but it's coming up. <laughs> that's okay. Emma, why the topic? So today you wanted to talk about making healthy choices, which could be a very broad topic. Why did that come to mind when we were like, hey, let's do a podcast? Um, I'm just really hard on myself. And I don't know if I'm sure you guys can relate in some way. I just expect myself to achieve at the highest levels for the longest periods of time with the best feelings behind it. Like I have struggled forever with allowing myself to just like be where I am and feel how I feel. So I don't even know that it's like healthy decisions as much as just being okay with I've made this decision. Maybe it was a crap decision. Maybe it was a healthy decision. I can fix it, but this is where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just something that I, on a daily basis, have to kind of like talk myself through. <laughs> so I just, I think maybe there's a lot of people that could be like that out there. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just near and dear to my heart. Yeah, Kelsey and I constantly are like, especially with, I mean, starting last year with the pandemic, we we're just like, Grace, Grace, yeah, you're surviving every day. Give yeah. yourself grace. Yeah. What did I do today? And then I, I'm gonna lose all this, the mentality of the stuff that I didn't get done because I expected myself to get it done, and ugh. and I couldn't keep up yeah. because life happens, and you know, the dog throws up, and I had to clean that, so it made me late, or you know, the child had this activity and I had to run her here or there and, and it's just life happens. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's definitely something that's been near and dear to me. 
So it's not so much necessarily like talking through how to, how you come to making choices, but more so once the choice is made, the mindfulness of processing the emotions and thoughts afterward. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but that would probably be more what it is. Now I will say like, I do try to make healthy decisions <laughs> as much as I can. Um, doesn't always happen, but sometimes at the time it feels like the right decision. It feels like the healthy choice. And it's only with hindsight and working through whatever like consequences may come from that decision that you know, a, a week, a month, a year later, I can look back and be like, eh, maybe that wasn't my best decision. But at the time I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It sounds like too, doing a lot of, we're checking in with our, and I know I can't, you know, I only can speak for myself, but checking in with myself and what, how's my brain relating to what's the healthy decision? Mm-hmm. Is that like based out of expectation of me and I'm perceiving that that's the healthy choice I should Mm -hmm. should. thinking I should do that yeah shouldn't all over yourself right right yeah (laughs) oh that's like and yeah like when we had this topic I was like holy cow hi (laughs) where did that yeah yeah and we've talked in past episodes about should you know like Mm -hmm. if you're saying I should be it's typically not your voice it's a critical Mm -hmm. parent from childhood it's a critical you know religious voice you've been raised in or a societal voice it's usually not what's best for you per your gut instinct and what's going on with your individual body so then we always talk about like listening to your body and and I feel like I need to separate healthy like I don't want to I don't ever want you to look back and be like that wasn't a healthy decision it's like that was something I learned from and maybe next time I'll learn from it and do it better (laughs) rather than like is this a healthy decision is this not a healthy decision like you know it's like what's best for me in the moment because I think a lot of times people get caught up in the black and white all or nothing thinking too Mm -hmm. and then they beat themselves up saying oh that wasn't healthy see I'm a bad person and yes I never I can never do anything right (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely making decisions Yeah, no, I completely agree with all of that. And um, I think like there's just, our society just sets us up to compare. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's comparing what we look like to, you know, like the person that's on the screen or whether it's comparing what our house looks like compared to the neighbors, whether it's comparing, I wrote this professional piece versus this person wrote this professional piece. Like, there's always comparison. And in some ways, comparison can be, I think, driving and it can give a person motivation. But in other ways, it can be um, really a negative effect on our psyche and our bodies. And like you were saying, like listening to your body, when you just sit in comparison and always think yours is less than, not as good as, uglier than, you know, it's just your whole body feels that. And I'm tired of feeling like that. I don't want to feel like that anymore. So this is work that I really have to keep doing. Your cat is like, hi. Kelly always <laughs> has to make it a view. She's like, I agree with this topic. <laughs> She's like, I'm so pretty. I'm not comparing my, myself. Speaking of bodies, know. look at this body. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I think a lot of times, I mean, obviously all the work Kelsey and I do is like preaching mind body because mm-hmm. we've gotten into a society where we've got so disconnected from our body that we're always in our head, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, 
especially with making decisions, a lot of people are like, what's my intuition? I don't know what my gut. We were, Kelsey, I was texting you about this. I don't know if it was a TikTok. We talked about TikToks last week too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a TikTok I saw or something, but it was like the comparison of trauma. Did you share it with me? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, was yeah. Like comparing, you know, t- she was sharing um, an aspect from a therapy session that she had herself, the person making the video. And she was, you know, saying like she was talking to her therapist about how she couldn't, she was feeling like she was struggling with telling the difference between her intuition, which she felt was always very strong and something she could, you know, kind of lean into. And a lot of trauma triggers were coming up at the same time. And her, her therapist was like, what if I told you that those are the same thing? <laughs> mm, wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. So I sent into, we exchange TikToks all the time. <laughs> Like we're just mental health TikTok, you know, that's what all. I don't have TikTok, so I don't even know, like I know what it is, but I've never, I only just got an Instagram like two or three days ago. So you're adorable. It sucked you in like really quickly. I can, that's what I've heard is people could just get sucked into the funnel of um, TikTok and I probably don't need anything else to distract me. So I just haven't downloaded it. The thing I like about it though, is that like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know if there's any like Gen Z or younger listening, but they're like, uh, you're old if you have a Facebook still. Um, But those can kind of like get you caught up in negativity and funk depending on what you're scrolling. Whereas TikTok kind of um, personalizes your feed based on what you like, what you interact with, what you post. So like I'll log into TikTok and it's all mental health professionals or people, like she said, like people that are going to therapy and sharing their feedback or like Kelsey has a lot of plant talk because she is a plant mom, like, you know, so it's, and it's like a beautiful space for people to feel validated, supported, get some community, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas that might not have been an option before so like there's my little plug for tiktok yes like that feeling in your body and your mind of i whenever i'm on tiktok like i hardly i just saw amanda the other day i'm hardly on facebook and instagram anymore it's mainly tiktok because i notice a difference in myself feeling less drained from it and less of that comparison kind of like feeling if that makes sense yeah i get little i get almost energized and excited and like wait, I didn't even know that you learn from other therapists. And I'm like, oh, what, wait, what is this that you're doing? Oh, that's kind of tapping, but it's also bilateral simulation. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I should share that with my clients or, you know, just like um, analogies that they give, you know, comparing things for, you know, I, we are not sponsored by TikTok, but there's our little plug for it. (laughs) Promo, promo. Well, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll download a TikTok. (laughs) Maybe I'll do it. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to just comment, you were talking about like, um, listening to your gut and I'm really glad you said gut because I think so many people, including myself, we listen to like that, that heart feeling, you know, like I just, uh, I'm just want it. Or I just am like, I don't care about that boundary because my, my heart feels a certain way Mm -hmm. instead of saying like, what is my gut telling me? And if I really listen so I think that's another part of making the making the decisions is just what is what feels right in your gut area. Trust. I think we all have that. Yeah, you have to trust it. How do you, for the lay person or for someone that's not in this world, or even even sometimes, you know, people, professionals have a hard time with that. How do you 
sit with yourself when you say like sit with yourself and listen how do you do that how do you quiet the heart or how do you go to the gut how like to separate yeah I like I am I like to be alone like I will go to my room I don't I can't I don't usually have time to like do it during the day you know so I just kind of like build up all these things that I need to make decisions on or things that I'm concerned about or whatever they're they're in there and then when I have time at the end of the day I just go into my room and you know my big fat cat comes in and he sits with me and I just kind of like pet him and my mind just it just starts to think um other people are journalers and they kind of write it all out. Um, sometimes I may ask somebody else or tell somebody like, oh, this is, you know, the situation. What are your thoughts? I may get an opinion. But ultimately, you know, everybody can tell me the same thing and it doesn't mean I'm going to do that. It's just what feels ultimately right inside of me. I can tell when I'm having more or longer amounts of anxiety and panic that something isn't right. Something is off in my life. There is something that I need to change. And usually I know what it is. I've just been ignoring it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So oh, we but, preach that so much, right? I, like, I mean, the body keeps the score is like the main book we will just, yeah. you know, plug out there. But mm-hmm. truly, again, our, unfortunately, our health care medical professionals <laughs> have gotten very specialized and we've forgotten that mm-hmm. our stress impacts our physical health and that bo- that stress whether it's full-on trauma that stress until you process it is stored in your body and it's going to be a racing heart yeah. and it's going to be difficulty breathing and it's going to be gut issues and right or sleep issues until you sit and think mm-hmm. okay what am i in control of Mm-hmm. What do I need to be changing? What can I do about this? Yeah. Exactly. I like how you mentioned reaching out to like other trusted supports because like you said, they can tell you, you know, give you their feedback all day long. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to make that, you know, the choice that you feel like it's best for you. But I feel like getting that feedback can be super helpful because we feel like a sense of connection and hopefully those people make us feel understood. They give us their feedback, but it maybe just helps with the processing of whether they give us clarification or whether they just give us another perspective that maybe solidifies our own like perspective. Like, so I, I like that throwing out there to reach out to supports. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. I don't know if you guys ever have this, you probably do. So if you're on like one of your social medias and like you follow a certain, you know, page or you are friends with a certain page. So um, there's some that are like, there's one that I really like, Amanda, I think you actually sent it to me. It's, I think it's called like unapologetic women or something like that. And like sometimes the person, whoever the um, administrator is will post something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love that. I didn't even realize that was an issue. (laughs) (laughs) but oh I guess I do need to you know focus on that or I do need to think of things like in a certain way um so that's kind of fun too is like I didn't even realize that this was going on but yeah that kind of fits right now or something so that open-mindedness taking in you know information from outside of us Mm -hmm. and kind of applying it to ourselves in a in a healthy way yeah yeah we talked about that too (laughs) 
it all like it all lines together which is just validation of like everything we're doing we talked about that in in previous episodes about how like in the very beginning not in the very beginning but like the progression I've seen as a therapist with people on social media is like they would send me a post they found on Facebook or Instagram and be like this is me I've decided the blah 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 and I'm like hold on that's not therapy, but yes, we can process how that relates to you. But then yeah. just kind of being able to separate like, huh, that feels like that might be related to me. What does that mean? Maybe I should journal on it. Maybe I should paint on it. Maybe I should talk mm-hmm. to a support about it or, oh my gosh, did you, you know, I share a lot of those things with like my groups of friends. Like I might share it with Kelsey and be like, hello, it me, right? Because yeah. we've talked about those things. It'd be a bonding moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love that you pointed that out. Like, what is it stirring up for me and, and where at? Like, I kind of back to that mind-body, like, you might might hit you heavy somewhere. Yeah. And I feel like we're, and we've talked about that over and over, like, how we're programmed to not tune into that. We said that earlier. But, yeah, when we see that information, we can feel a physical kind of automatic reaction. And it's very, very interesting. And I wish that it was, you know, put out there and more common knowledge. So we'll just keep putting it out there to people. (laughs) Express. Yeah. Amanda, one of my favorite things that you not frequently post about, but you have posted frequently, I guess, at times, is like, you listening to your body because I know you have some chronic stuff that you have dealt with over the years and the way you are just like my body's telling me no today so I am going to lay with the dogs and I'm going to just relax the day away because I have to do this for myself and I think that like um it almost goes against the grain to what the U.S. says is like wake up, go to work, come home, do all of your chores, take your kids where they need to go. You know, like you always have something you're supposed to be doing. And you're such a good example and advocate for just listening to what your body needs. And Kelsey, I'm sorry, I didn't, I don't know about you because I've not, I don't follow anything that you've done. But um, so it's been kind of for me, like I watch Amanda a lot and I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I just like, that you are willing to put that out there. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, very transparently, yes, I'm an advocate. Yes, I believe those things. And I'm still working on it every single day because I have my own limiting beliefs and I have my own stuff that gets in the way. So I might post that because I've made that decision And then, you know, an hour later, I'm like, you know what, I should, I have all this time. I'm just laying here. I should be doing some laundry. I have that thing I need to, (sighs) Yeah, it's a constant back and forth uh, because like you said, society says achieve, 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 right? And um, I I actually just made a TikTok, (laughs) tell me what it's like um, to work in America without telling me what it's like to work in America. I'll have to share it with you after Emma, but it's. It's basically like do, 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 but also make sure you do self-care and make time for your family and eat healthy and, but do, 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 do. And if you don't do, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to get wrote up and no, you can't take time off for mental health. That's not acceptable. And right. And so it's like, I've become the person and I'll be very transparent, even with my clients when they're struggling with this, I'm okay 
being the weirdo hippie that does my breath work and uses my crystals and my oils and my affirmations, I'm okay saying that's toxic and I don't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Even if the people that are a part of that don't agree with me or give me pushback, those aren't my people then. That gives me, that tells my gut and my body, oh, you know what? They're not supportive of me and what I need. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the one that has to go home in this vessel every day, right? Like, yes, you give me a paycheck or yes, you help, you know, you do whatever you do in society for me, but that's a very small percentage of how I have to live in my body. And if I'm not listening to my body, I'm just soaring all that stress away. So I'm okay. If you don't like me, you're not my people. I'm going to go find my people. And I have my people that support that. And I think that's one of the hardest struggles. Like you mentioned earlier, society doesn't support this and you have to be okay with people not liking you. And yeah. people not supporting yeah. that. And and knowing that that doesn't mean you're alone. It just means those aren't the people for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a friend. Sorry, Kelsey. Okay. I, I was talking with a friend and she just got over COVID recently. And I was like, how long did you have to take off work? Whatever. We we're talking about it. And she's like, yeah, I had to take whatever amount of sick days. And I'm like, I, you know, I said, that's really crappy that in this society, you have to take your sick days when it's a pandemic. Like they want us to be, you know, socially isolated, socially distancing and quarantining ourselves and all these things, but they're going to take, they're going to like punish us if we do get it. And she's like, well, we just don't get points added to our, like our file if we take sick days for that. And I'm like, like points Graham, for what? that to not be toxic. Like, and I was like, well, so wait, if you get sick normally, like a flu or strep throat or whatever, you just don't want to come in because you have a mental health day and you use a sick day you get points for that and she's like yeah I'm like that why even give sick days then what's the point right. it's so fear-based right. like you can't yeah. use it then if you're going to get points it's just doesn't so no wonder why people are afraid to take care of themselves right yeah and that actually why is it always a tiktok <laughs> <laughs> someone said tell me what um Tell me what one of like the biggest things that you were shocked. This is why I love it so much. Cause I learned so much. Oh, what were you shocked about? Yeah. You used to live in America and you moved to another oh. country and like you were shocked by that other country because of oh. your life in America. And they had, were, um, had gotten like, I don't know if they were interviewing for a job or they had just started their job and they were asking about how much like sick time or how much PTO or how much sick time they get. And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, like, if I get sick, how much time do I have to take like- off? And they're like, just take the day you, off you just take the time off and they're like well what if I'm sick for like four days they're like then you just take the days off and they're like but yeah. I don't get in trouble like how do I get paid you, you just take the time off and we pay you for it you're sick we don't want you coming in and they were just like mind blown like that I'm like how healthy is three that times we're both and I'm sitting there watching it just as mind blown you know because we feel like we're in this bubble and then you see that and you're like that's, I did not, that's crazy. I did not know that. See? I know a lot of other countries do a lot more like holiday time. You know, they just, mm-hmm. people are able to take a lot more vacations or holidays. They just have more time, but I didn't realize to that extent, like if you're sick, you just are sick and just don't go well, in. I know we pivoted a lot, but if you think about going back to the core subject, mm-hmm. no wonder why it's so hard for people to make a healthy decision. Mm-hmm. It's always like, you're going to be, what consequence am I going to face? Mm-hmm. consequence that's completely outside of myself I have to ignore any internal consequences because I have all these outside of myself too mm-hmm. 
I can get very, we get very fired up about this. Yeah. And then talking about, we've talked before <laughs> about the topic of burnout and it just oh, yeah. makes me so angry because burnout is something that's like placed as an individual blame on a person Employee. rather than recognizing the systematic dysfunction that yeah. creates that for people. Yeah. Yep. Instead of hiring enough people to do all the work or instead of paying them a wage that they're able to live without having to get a second and or third job, you know, instead of doing the things that would make it better for your employees, it's the employee's fault. Mm -hmm. We need to go home and take a bubble bath and you're like, yeah. ah, <laughs> that's, that's not what I need here. It's like, my cure, my bubble bath cure. Oh. Yeah. That's I've funny. I, I just I saw burnout before. Like it was whenever I, you know, stepped outside of it and like I saw it and Amanda was, you know, a part of that process because you know I was meeting with her for supervision and okay. at the time and it was it was crazy. it was one of those moments where I really had to practice what I preached mm -hmm. to all of the people that I work with and all of the information I put out there because I was like literally every part of me was exhausted mm -hmm. it's a, and it's a very real thing and it has nothing to do with a, a character flaw mm -hmm. in us or myself I can only speak for myself but yeah. and even when you leave those toxic places mm -hmm. it still is instilled in you this fear-based mindset of wait I can't do that like Kelsey's in private practice you know with mm -hmm. her own path now and like in the very beginning she was like can I but what about that? And how, yeah. wait, but should I be doing this? And is it, I don't know what to tell this. I, oh, the roads are really bad and my car broke down and I, I, I uh, they're not answering me and I need to do telehealth, but I don't want them to show up at the office. And just like all the things that have been instilled in yeah. her traumatically. And it's not, I won't just say mental health, like our corporate America, any like anything. any job, it's so traumatizing. And again, yeah. no wonder why it's hard for us to make decisions because we can't trust our gut when everybody around us is going against that. And when I left, like, I literally felt like I was looked at and was like, good luck. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Wow. Right. And I'm like, you know, I did have to do a lot of my own, my own work for sure. That's, you know, that actually is really kind of disheartening knowing that, like, if you leave a position to do something that you feel is going to better yourself it's going to be a better fit or it's going to be better for you and your family or whatever the thing is. And that's how your coworkers react to you. Like, you know, good luck. You'll never make it, you know, mm -hmm. like that's just, Oh, that just yeah. gives me the ickies. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I was or even places trying to go like, Hey, I need to go part-time because I need to take care of myself better and my family. Uh, we don't have any part-time, but I know I'm speaking for you, Kelsey, but I know a lot of other okay. organizations. Um, it's either full-time or no, we don't have that opportunity. And yeah. I'll say um, where I, well, I'm actually only there for a couple more weeks, but um, when I finally went to this community mental health agency and had the like first positive experience, like they were asking me about, before I even started, they were calling me like the week before, like, hey, we're thinking about putting you at this location, but we know you live here. So would you like to be closer? We just want to make sure we got your feedback before you started to put you at the right location. And I was just like, what? And then, yeah. you know, the position when I applied was 40 hours and I was like, I need to balance, like I'm trying to do this and I have this going on and I want to balance this. So I was hoping for maybe like 24 hours and they're like, uh, unfortunately we can't do that, but maybe we can do 32. And I was like, 
you're even having a conversation about this, right? Right. Yeah. And then I went to leave again because my life circumstances changed. And I was like, "Uh, you know, I kind of need to cut this out, but maybe I could stay at this practice this many days a week. And they're like, okay. So I've been there like 12 hours and just having that support and understanding and support of like you as a human and what your life path is and what your needs are was just so bizarre to me, which shouldn't be a thing. Like that should be all day, every day. That should just you be should how expect it is. That. that should be the expectation, but it's not right. because of what we've, what we've, you know, kind of dealt with. I try really hard with my students to be really aware of what's going on in their life. If they're willing to share, you know, and I always tell them like, even in my syllabus, like if you have to miss a class, just like email me, just tell me what's going on. I am not here to be like your punisher. I am not here to tell you that you're going to fail this class because you miss a day or two. Like you get sick. It happens. You have family stuff that comes up. It happens. There are things that happen in your life. And like, I want you to feel like you can, if you need to take some time away, not talking for weeks and weeks necessarily, but you know, if you need a day or whatever, we'll get you caught up. You know, that's not the end of the world. Um, you know, but I also hold them responsible if it's something if they don't like call or if they don't email to let me know what's going on, then it maybe it is an unexcused absence. But like I try to give them every object opportunity. Right, to yeah. Just to. communicate. Mm-hmm. But and I think even just at some places it's been, you know, you're afraid to communicate because mm-hmm. there's a boundary. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, being especially true. in administration mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. some kind or having mm-hmm. someone that's um a authority figure they're taught don't get personal yeah that's true so, uh, right so then it's even like you know if the person is <laughs> strong-willed enough and empowered enough to say this is what I need they might be a they might be pushed down right we can see the need we can feel it we acknowledge it to ourselves. we don't have that safety to yeah put it out there yeah. to, to honor that and then we honor ourselves speaking ourselves up emma oh sorry amanda no i was just yeah i was just gonna say emma we could i told kelsey because she was like did you get the bullet points ready and i'm like honestly it's not a big deal like emma and i can we could just chat like forever so we could we could make this a series for real (laughs) we really could yeah no doubt (laughs) so yeah i don't really even have any bullet points i just it's just kind of like stuff that i've been thinking about and um i think one other point that i just want to bring on like when people do try to make changes, um, Amanda, you had recently put something like, oh, I'm just trying to take some self, have a self-care yoga day or whatever. And your dog was like laying their biscuits. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> looking me. at you like, what are you doing? But like, um, you know, people, you know, people are really big on like, okay, my new year's resolution, I'm going to get in shape or I'm going to do more exercise or I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to lose 15 pounds, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's awesome. Like, go do it. Like, that's amazing. But also like, give yourself, have grace on yourself, understand that you're going to have maybe a slip day. It happens because changing habits, it doesn't happen overnight. Most of the time, some people are like super great, like so willpowered that they can do it, but I'm not one of those. So Mm -hmm. like, I just have to be like, well, yeah, I probably shouldn't have eaten that, you know, slice of pizza, but I did. So, oh, well, (laughs) 
tomorrow and perspective is everything (laughs) knowing you because the people that it seems quote unquote easier like when you're comparing yourself to them to make those changes might not have as much stress in their life they might have an an insane amount of support in their life they might not have trauma that they're still working through with all sorts of triggers they might not have addiction or an eating disorder that they're still trying to work through or whatever it is right so that's why the comparing thing is so toxic but also having the perspective to say oh my gosh, I had to work 80 hours of overtime, which is just ew. So of course I ate pizza and I got takeout because listen, my body needed to eat and I took care of myself and I got food and that's all that matters. And next week I'll try it better. Yeah. When I have time to cook, I will cook myself a nice healthy meal. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of the other part of this that I wanted to mention. I don't really have a whole lot more on that, but. I know we could talk forever, but we got to wrap up. <laughs> um, any last minute pieces of like, you kind of gave it, but any last pieces of advice, any mantras or like things that you tell yourself or any last little things to throw out there before we kind of end? I just say have grace a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> to myself. I say it a lot to my daughter too, because, you know, if she gets like, uh, this boy at school, he's so annoying. He da 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 whatever it might be. And I'm like, honey, just have some grace. Like, you don't know what that person's going through and just try to like teach her that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. instilling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Emma. You are welcome Thanks. back anytime. Awesome. Any topic, obviously. Um, so thank you for being here. Our That's audience, funny. please make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you don't subscribe, you won't know when the next episode's coming out and please comment and give us feedback because we yeah. always want to know, what you're thinking, things that you want to talk about, topics, all that good stuff. Um, we will also, our next episode that you'll hear from us is going to be the double one. It's going to be LaToya Logan, as we mentioned before, talking about young black males. And then mm-hmm. next week, we are going to be talking to Dr. Nicole. Um, she works in orthopedics, but she also has a lot of mind, body, spirituality, yoga, things that we're going to be talking about. So incorporating the medical world with mental health with spirituality with listening to your body all the good things so that episode will be mind body spirit so make sure you tune into that and have a great week everyone bye guys